EO Fire 1360. If you have the right viewpoint, you bounce back and you get back on the trail and keep going. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. EOFire.com is your go-to resource for everything you need to rock your entrepreneurial journey. Ignite. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Dr. Daniel Margolin. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite, John. Yes. Dr. Dan has built his podiatry practice to the top 3% in the country while working on it part-time. The other half of his time, he runs Effective Management, a business consulting company. He's also the author of the best-selling book, Fast Tracking Your Prosperity. Dan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Uh, sure. You know, I'm, I'm married. I have a daughter that is eight years old. I'm a little bit older. I'm 53, so I was a little bit older when I had her, but it's the best thing I ever did. Um, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, like for me, life is about helping people. And so a lot of my personal life uh, involves just like being part of the community, doing a lot of charity work, things like that. So uh, I'm just really uh, a part of the community. That's, that's how I view myself, even in my personal life. Well, Dan, one thing that we like to focus on at the top of EO Fire is revenue generation. And obviously, you know, as a podiatry practice, you have the top three percent in the country that's generating some significant revenue. But the other half of your business, when you run effective management, that business consulting company, how do you generate revenue from that and from other sources related to that? What happened with the practices, as I built it up, I recognized that there were certain things that practitioners and businessmen, people just did poorly. And so I went to like strengthen that up. And I started consulting businesses about 18 years ago. And what we found is that every business I would go out to, I'd be there from eight in the morning till 10 o'clock at night or whatever. I would always say the same things. And it was always the same kind of problems that they would run into. And so what we did over, over the years is we just really wrote up all those things. We turned them into videos. And it made my life so much easier because instead of me physically having to go out to practice and actually teach how to build it, I just simply put you on these video series. And so that's what we do. We sell these video series. We have one is called basic staff training, and it's a way of actually turning your, your, your staff into your team. Um, the, all the videos are three to five minutes. And, and the reason they're so short is we, we surveyed uh, to find like what the average attention span, unfortunately, was of the average person in, in the practice. And then our, our lessons that attach to it are about 10 to 15 minutes. And again, we surveyed to find out what's the smallest amount of time that I could pull somebody off of their post, off of their job, and then not complain about it too much. And so that's how our series are, the three to five minute videos with about 10 to 15 minute lessons attached to it. And you basically buy them. There's basic staff training. Uh, there's professional PR and marketing. There's beginning business strategies. And there's one uh, strictly for podiatrists called the Podiatry Survival Blueprint. And it's pretty much about six hours of video of everything you would need to know to really treat a patient and how you would present things and like that. Fire Nation, take the skills that you've gathered and that you're acquiring over the course of the past years and in the present and find ways on how to turn that into revenue generating streams of income. Perfect. I love that, Dr. Dan. Now, let's kind of move into your journey as an entrepreneur. Now, the one that I like to start with first as a moment is what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So, Dr. Dan, don't pull any punches here. Take us down to that ground level of that moment in time when you had your worst entrepreneurial moment and tell us that story. 
John, it was so brutal. I actually want to cry when I think about it. Oh, okay. I, I got to give it a little preamble to it, if that's okay, sure. just to sort of build it up. So, so what happened? I started in practice about uh, 28 years ago. You know, I, as a doctor back then, especially, you were taught that, you know, you, you get your, uh, you get your degree, you put up your shingle and life is good. I mean, basically, you, it was about at that point treating the patients and really there was no business. There's nothing about business taught to you. So, I, I, I started out my practice and I, you know, my viewpoint was always do your best for patients, treat them like family members. And I did that. And about five years into it, I actually was about to go out of business. And uh, literally, I, I had 15, I still remember this, John, I had $15,500 in the bank and I've got maybe three to four months left in business. And at that point, there was a, another podiatrist who I was friends with about 20 minutes away from me, same demographic, same kind of thing. And I basically called him up to go and get drunk because, you know, misery loves company. And I just figured there's no way we're in the same, you know, environment, same age category of patients and all that. I figured he's got to be doing horribly. And uh, he said something to me that shocked me. He said, Dan, I'm doing great. I said, Pete, how is that even possible? So anyway, he was kind enough to invite me to his office. And I go to his office and it was the, the first time that I'd ever seen a practice actually run like a business. I mean, they had, you know, they were graphing the number of new patients per week, total patients. I mean, everything was a system. And uh, I said, Pete, how, how did you learn how to do this? I mean, you know, I, again, I thought I was a doctor. I thought I knew everything. And then here it turns out there's a whole body of knowledge I didn't have a clue about. So he was kind enough to tell me about there was a company called, I think it was Sterling Management in California. So to go out there for a week, now, John, you got a picture $15,500 left in the bank. Okay, there's $15,000 to go out there for the week. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm saying, and this is not my worst moment, actually. I'm going to build up to it, but I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm going to go out of business in three or four months. I might as well go out right now. And so I gave them the money. I flew out to California and I did get trained. I actually got training on what's called Hubbard Management Technology. Anyway, I come back and it saved my tush. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the brief synopsis, and certainly there was some anguish and all those kind of things, but it turned it around for me. And honestly, within the next couple of years, I ended up becoming chief of surgery at St. Peter's Hospital. I had about 28 doctors under me. I built up the practice really nicely. And then here's, here's one of the things I found for myself and, I, and other people I've, I've worked with. Sometimes you get so good at what you do that it's no longer a challenge, and so boredom sets it. And you start to like look for other things, but you don't really think about, hey, let me build up what I got. You know what I mean? You start thinking, let me go over to the, the grass is always greener on the other side. Anyway, so for me, my life has always been about helping people. That was always important to me. And I just started thinking, you know what? I can help more people with this management technology than I can help with the pathology practice. And what I ended up doing is I, uh, I, I somewhere in there, I hired a consultant to actually work with me as well. And he was going to sell his practice. And so I ended up buying his practice. I just made him an offer. I sold everything I had, John. I sold everything. It's about eight years after uh, starting to study this technology. And by the consultant company, and like a dummy, I didn't do my due diligence. I just assumed that because he had taught me so many things that he also did those things. And you know the whole thing about assume. So um, I get there. Again, I sell everything. There's no consulting company, John. There's like nothing there. Okay, I sell everything. I have an hour and a half from all my friends, my family. And uh, I proceed to try to build this company. Okay, 
Now, I I just hadn't in my plans. I didn't put away enough money. You know, I thought I'd start with an income. I just hadn't planned it out. So about a year into it, now here's here comes here's the worst moment. Right, uh, I'm a year into it. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I remember just I couldn't even fall asleep. I was just laying there. And uh, Johnny, you ever see the Shawshank Redemption? Oh yeah, it takes place in Maine, my home state. Oh, okay, great, great. great. You know that line where he says, uh, "You can get on with living, or you can get on with dying." Yes. It was one of those moments, man. I was laying there, and I'm thinking, dude, this is either going to be the worst mistake of your life, or you're going to turn this around, and and you got to make that decision right now. And three in the morning, I, I was just crying, man. I was just by myself. It was it was a lonely, it was a horrible moment. I just I just went back into it there for a second, but uh, but that was my worst moment. That was my that was my moment where I was just I really hit bottom, and. I just, I needed to find the fortitude within myself to actually pull it up. And I didn't know that I could, but I, I made the decision that I wasn't letting this be the, that dying moment. I wasn't letting this be the worst mistake of my life. Well, Dan, let's sit there in your worst moment for a second, because Fire Nation, I really want you to understand, it's so key to surround yourself with the five people that you really want to become the average of. You want to be surrounded by just go-getters, motivators. You want to be surrounded by people who you respect and who hopefully respect you as well because that Jim Rohn quote is so true. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it seems just very clear to me that you know Dan was surrounding himself by one or two people that you know he wanted to be an average of, but it wasn't enough because people would have really prepped him for that fall. They would have said, whoa, whoa, like you're getting into this a little too quick. Like it's probably not going to be exactly how you think. He wasn't surrounding himself with people who were where he wanted to be enough. You know, one person is not enough, two people aren't enough. You got to get that core of five people. That's so key. So that's my big takeaway, Dan. And just one sentence: What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that worst moment? You know, I, I mean, sometimes you got to appreciate what you have. Like here's, it's really an appreciation and a building up from where you are. There is, here's what I've just, I'm going to make it a little bit longer than, than a sense only because I'm sort of passionate about this, right? I've seen so many people that get to where they want. They won the game. I, in that situation, I had won that game. I had to die to down pat. I was helping people. I was making money. I was doing the right things. And I got bored because I won the game. And I never really patted myself on the back. And you're right. I never surrounded myself with people that would say, hey, dude, you won the game. Don't crash the game to replay it. Build from there. Make the game bigger from where you are rather than, than crash it to play it again. And, and another, I mean, does that, does that make sense, John? No, it totally makes sense. And Fire Nation, I really hope you are taking that in. I mean, we can get to a point where we look around and we're like, wow, I have kind of accomplished everything I set out to accomplish. Like, what's next? And what's next should be building off of what you've already created, not just completely pressing that reset button, throwing you back down to, you know, where your years of hard work have gotten you to. Now, Dan, that sounds like an aha moment that you had there, but you've had a lot of aha moments. So, just like you told us the story of your worst moment, take us to one of your greatest aha moments and tell us that story. It's interesting. Like, here's an interesting thing. Right? You would think that my aha moments came uh, after the worst moment. But there were, interestingly enough, aha moments for me that came before the worst moment. And like I said, I just sort of messed up a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, one of the biggest aha moments I had was I go, you know, so I was telling about the practice. And I go to this guy Peter's office and, you know, he was kind enough to sit with me. And he said, Dan, tell me about like your practice. He said, what, like marketing, how do you market your practice? 
Now, this was interesting. When I, I finished my residency, the residency di- director was this guy, Roy Lombard, a very nice man. And uh, he took me out to dinner. And he said, Dan, you know what? You trained at Beth Israel Hospital. You did a great residency program. Don't market. Don't advertise. Just do really good work. And people will tell other people. And so I walked out. I said, yes, sir. That's exactly what I'm doing. And so when I started my practice, my viewpoint was, and it still is to this day, treat people like you would your family members. But when Peter said to me, Dan, tell me about your marketing promotion, I just sort of vomited what Roy had told, what Dr. Lovera had told me. And I said, Peter, I don't market. You know, I did a great residency program. And he said, well, let me read you the definition of uh, inadequate public relations. And this is what it was. It was good deeds that speak for themselves. Okay. Now that's the definition of inadequate public relations. In other words, this residency director who, who I loved and was actually trying to help me gave me false information. He told me to live my life through inadequate public relations. The definition of excellent public relations is good deeds that are well publicized, good deeds, well publicized. In other words, if you want to be humble in your personal life, and give to charity and do all those things, but not let anybody know about it. That's wonderful. Do that. But if you do that in business, you're going to die. You know, it's just, you've got to, you've got to get over that humbleness. You've got to do great work, but you've got to tell everybody that. And I just, I see in working with a lot of doctors and a lot of business people, this is a problem for them. You know what I mean? They, they were almost brought up in school to sort of be quiet. Don't, you know, it's almost like a shyness that's instilled in people. And, and the thought of actually going up and saying, hey, I am great at what I do. Hey, I'm proud of what I do. Hey, I want to let people know what I do. Hey, I want to let a lot of people know what I do is not really something that they, they recognize the value. In. So that for me was an aha moment. It actually broke me out of that mold. It broke me out of that false information. John, I'm sure you've experienced this too, where somebody that you respect and you love and you admire gives you information that you run off from that point and it runs you right into a brick wall. And so that was my aha moment, was sort of turning around from that brick wall and actually learning how to market, learning how to promote myself again. Fire Nation, what I'm really taking away from this is that you, you, the listener, you, Fire Nation, you need to be your biggest fan. If you're looking in the mirror and you can honestly say, man, like, I'm not my biggest fan right now, then, then what are you doing? You need to be so excited, so fired up, so proud, just so blissful about what you're doing, that of course you're your biggest fan. So that when good things happen in your business, you shout it from the rooftops. You want to tell the world because you know what you're doing is amazing and it's going to help as many people as possible and as many people as it touches. I mean, believe me, during my 33 days of the Freedom Journal launch, like I was the Freedom Journal's biggest fan. I was screaming it to everybody that would even listen to me and even those that wouldn't. I was saying, you have a goal that needs to be accomplished. The Freedom Journal will guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. I told it to everybody. I didn't just put it out there and just hope that other people talked about it. I forced the issue because I was the Freedom Journal's biggest fan, my creation. You, Fire Nation, need to be your biggest fan. Now, Dan, what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My, my biggest weakness is, is, quite honestly, I'm not naturally organized, right? I'm not, it's not, you, you need to be organized as an entrepreneur. I'd rather leave the socks on the floor and put them in the hamper. I mean, you know, just ask my wife, you know? <laughs> so here I'm actually like, I'm teaching organization. It's, it was my, honestly, it was my weakness. My probably of all the weaknesses I have was my lack of natural organization. I'll, I'll just tell you a quick story. 
Years ago, I'm in podiatry school. It was my first year of podiatry school. I was a couple of years younger than any, everybody. I had sort of skipped a, a, gra- a couple of grades, and I was uh, my birthday was younger. So I, I was sort of a kid going into podiatry school. And uh, I go through my first set of exams and stuff. And my, my roommate, Steve, at the time was like, damn, what, let's, we got to start studying for this stuff. Where's all your notes? And I, I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, where's all the notes that they've been giving out? Where's all your stuff? And I had just thrown them under the bed. And I had this giant pile, and I'm like, he, he, he was one of the first people to sit down and say, "Damn, you got to get more organized. You're never going to get through this." So that's my biggest weakness. I just, I've just not been a naturally organized person who's had to become one of the most highly organized people you've ever met. What is your biggest strength? Um, my biggest strength is persistence. I will persist through anything, but I won't do it stupidly. You know what I mean? I won't. I will. I, if you put me on a course of action, I know in my heart that I'm going to accomplish everything I set out to do. I just have no doubts about it. So I will persist and I will wear you out. I mean, if nothing else, I will wear you out. Now, that being said, I will also change course if I need to. So I'm, I'm always, I, I just, in my head, I, I know that I can accomplish any goal. And in my course of, of persistent, I know I'll either wear you out or I'll sort of move off. <laughs> you, know, you know, so like, I, can, can I, I got to say one thing, John. I just did an interesting thing. I met a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while. And he had just turned 50. And we were out, you know, talking. We are having a couple of drinks and stuff. And he said, uh, you know, Dan, he goes, I just turned 50. And he goes, you know, like almost every 50-year-old man, there's a point in your life where you recognize you're never going to accomplish your dreams. You're never going to make a difference in this world. And life is never going to be the thing you want. And I just looked at him and I thought, mm. wow, man, I, I just never, it never even occurred to me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, there were there were times, like I said, that worst moment. And I, but but deep in my heart, like to accept that you would never accomplish your goals. What the hell is that about? You know, it's just it's a foreign concept. But I see it in so many people, and it's just that just just persist, man. Just have faith in yourself. Just you know, start getting excited about life again. That that's my great. That's my great. Yeah, and when you have that attitude, Fire Nation, it actually becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Like when you have the attitude that you're never going to accomplish your goals, life is never going to be what you want it to be. You have a self fulfilling prophecy in that sad, sad future. But if you have the attitude like Doctor Dan and I do, where hey, your goals are out there, go get them, go achieve exactly, go create the life you want to create and live, like others have, like I have. I mean, it's out there. Have that be your self-fulfilling prophecy. And then I love that point about persistence, but not stupid persistence. My friends, we just sometimes think we just need to keep our head down and barreling forward. But you got to remember, it's a great quote from The Dip by Seth Godin. Sometimes the only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. That's just reality. And you got to start digging another hole somewhere else. Now, Dan, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? Um, you know, we're, we're actually, we're, we're working on a pilot right now. Over, over my years of, of consulting and working with practices, one of the biggest things that I found that, that own, business owners and practitioners do wrong is they hire the wrong staff. In other words, they hire people that are not going to really support them in their goals. They're not going to complete cycles of action. They're not going to get things done and stuff like that. And so um, what we developed is a thing called Testing Academy. It's Testing Period Academy, Testing.Academy. And it's, it's really like a testing program. So when you hire a staff member, rather than go through a whole interview process, you just basically, depending on what position it is, ours is very specific. Like if you're hiring a podiatry biller, right, you would put them on this 
uh, test when they come in for the interview. And 40 minutes later, it's going to tell you so much about that person and, and whether basically whether it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So we're just launching that project, and I am so excited about it because, again, it's. Uh, I'm sure you guys have read the book Good to Great, Jim Collins. John, you read that book? Many times. Right? I mean, it's, it's, he talks about, like, that when they, they were looking at businesses and they said, what what defines the great businesses from the good? And his concept was or what his study showed is that, that the really great companies spent a lot of time putting their attention on who they brought on their bus not as much time as where the bus was going because mm. they knew that when they had more bus drivers on that bus, they would go anywhere they wanted to do. And I just found the same thing and we developed this product. So I'm on fire about that. Well, Fire Nation, we're about to be on fire in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and debit cards. Cards. Me and you, Fire Nation, we're entrepreneurs with big ideas, but it always seems like it's the small stuff that holds us back. When I first launched eofire.com, I struggled with things like the layout, the colors, the opt-in box, the template. I'm not a designer, so trying to create a beautiful website was holding me back from launching. That's why I love hearing about platforms like Squarespace. Squarespace offers so much under one single roof, including award-winning templates, customizable settings, and commerce tools. So whether it's creating a landing page, a professional blog, or an entire online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Plus, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. Why? Because it includes all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails all in one single place. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase. Dr. Dan, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared. <laughs> I am prepared. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, false data, false information. People had given me you know, I was naturally always someone that, that wanted to accomplish things and help other people. And just people giving me false information, people that I admired, that I had never really evaluated for myself. That was probably the thing that, that actually stopped me the most. What is the best advice you have ever received? Well, this is, you're going to like this one. It's actually called, I'm going to have to define it, gross income senior date. So gross income is the overall money that you make. Senior is the most important thing, and datum is a fact. So what's the most important fact about making money in your business? Here it is. So it's the size, not the quality of an organization's mailing list, and the number of letters and mailings to it determines the gross income of the organization. Let wow. me say it again. Let me just say one more. The size, not the quality of an organization's mailing list, and the number of letters and mailings to it determines the gross income of the organization. How powerful is that? It's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful, right? So that's that's what I, I, I live by, that concept. So you can go wrong on it a little bit, right? You could send uh, letters. Right? Let's say you're a dentist and you send letters on dentures to kindergartners. Clearly, that would not be a good public to send it to. But in general, you've got to send a lot of outflow to get a lot of inflow back. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? 
I complete cycles of action, man. If I start something, I if I pick something up that's got to be done, I do it right there. It's just boom, done. You know, and I just find that people that don't do that, they let things build up. It create, you know, when you have to go back and try to do it again, when you pick up a letter, if you don't finish that letter right there and you pick it up an hour or two hours later or the next day, it takes three times. Yeah. You're doubling, you're troubling the time because you got to get back in the mindset. You got to start back up, then you got to finish back off. So I don't like to start anything unless I'm going to finish it, Fire Nation. Now, Dr. Dan, share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation. What is manager.com? What is manager.com? It's, it's something we actually created a while ago, but it's 36 videos. They're three to five minute videos with all of the basics that you need to know to run any business. I mean, it's stuff you've never heard anywhere else, I promise you. Uh, every day you get another three to five minute video. There's no charge for it. Uh, we started, we did it years ago as sort of an intro thing. It's just been awesome. It is what is manager.com. If you could recommend one book for our listeners to join Fast Tracking Your Prosperity, your book, Dr. Dan, on our bookshelves, what would that book be and why? Dude, it's 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I love Grant. I mean, I love, I tell you, even the book is awesome, but the audio part of that, I mean, I've had my whole staff listen to that several times. I've listened to it six times. The reason, it just gets you on fire, man. You're like, holy crow, man. You know, it's just, it's awesome. Grant is unbelievable. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I am using your Freedom Journal, by the way. And that oh. is awesome. So thank you so much. What you put together is so cool. It's just amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Now, Dr. Dan, I do want to end today how we started it, which is on fire. So share with us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, sure. You can you can uh, email me if you like at dan at effectivemanagement.net, dan at effective management.net. Um, like I said, if you would sign up for what is manager.com, I think you'll get a video from me three to five minutes a day. I think that'll blow you away with what yeah. we put together. And, uh, you know, I would say honestly, like just believe in yourself and just go for it. And there's no, you know, you got this life and it's a gift. And if you treat it like a gift and you go for it, I mean, you always win. I honestly believe you'll always win. You get banged into the wall like I've been banged into the wall. And, John, I'm sure you've been banged into the wall. But if you have the right viewpoint, you bounce back and you get back on the trail and keep going. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with DM and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Daniel in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we talked about today. We're talking time-stamped show notes pages, Fire Nation, best in the business. Check him out, everything we talked about. Then, of course, he shared his email address and that URL with you you can go directly to. And Daniel, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Thanks so much. Fire Nation, it's tough to figure out exactly what your ideal customer wants and needs. But sometimes, all you have to do is ask. And Qualaroo can help. Qualaroo lets you deliver real-time surveys to your site visitors so you can ask for feedback and help improve user experience. With class-leading targeting and segmentation abilities, it's easy to ask the right users the right questions at the right time. Take the guesswork out of your strategy. Visit Qualaroo.com to get your first two weeks of service free. That's Q-U-A-L-A-R-O-O dot com. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. 
If you're ready to share your voice and message with the world, freepodcastcourse.com is for you. Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast for free and ignite.